RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Friday Val and Fourth uh, of July is almost here, Beans. Oh, Monday. July Val, I should say. Yeah, really. Um, hey, July Val. Yeah. We have um, sad news today. Yes, we do. I'm really sad about it. Like, yesterday was heartbreaking for me. Um, I'm in, like, a group with a bunch of the docs from COVID time and a bunch of um, reporters and stuff. And Zeb's team is in there, Dr. Zelenko. And Dr. Uh, Zelenko was in there, too. And um, anyway, long story short, yesterday, sadly, Dr. Zelenko passed away um, after a four-year battle with cancer. And I didn't realize he was only 48. Yeah, I, I saw he was about to turn 49. and I, I didn't think that either. I thought he was in his mid to late 50s. Me too. Um, but very, very sad. This is a man who saved so many lives. Oh, yeah. And the, and, and the way that he did it was so humble. And, um, and he took it to the next level with his analysis of what's really, what's really going on in the world, spiritually, metaphysically. Uh, it, he was such a, a, a big, big force. It was pretty, it's pretty amazing when you sit back and it always reminds me like we have to make sure, cause I'm going to play a clip from him from three weeks ago. Um, we have to make sure that we're telling everybody that's close to us or that means something to us, how important they are to us every single day. Like I'm so I, every time it happens, I sit back and I look and I see like, look, this person has so many people that love them, but did they know that? That's what I think about. Um, I think he knew. He, he was, Here's a clip of him. It's a couple of minutes long, but it's worth it because it's amazing. I just came from my doctor's and uh, not good news. My uh, cancer, which I've been fighting for four years, has uh, progressed. There's one last ditch uh, effort that may lead to cure, which I'm going to do. But if that fails, then the estimates are unpleasant. But I've been at this place multiple times in the last few years. And so when someone lives with that consciousness, something happens. It's something very good happens. You kind of live each day uh, and you appreciate time. And in reality, just think of it philosophically. You begin to die from the day you're born. No one lives forever. Some people live 20 years, some people live 100 years. But in the grand scheme of creation, it's finer. So in my opinion, it's not important when and how you die. It's much more important how you live. And so because when and how you die is not in your control, but how you live is in your control. How you think, how you speak, and how you act is within the free will and volition of man. So my advice to people is appreciate the gift of consciousness in life you're being given. Happy birthday, because every instant of time is a re- act of recreation. So dynamic involvement in that part for us to be. If you woke up, that's proof that he wants you to be, that you didn't finish your job. And... I would say the world will be redeemed or fixed 
rectified through acts of goodness and kindness. Even if the sword is on your neck, you should never give up. So I, I do feel the sword on my neck, but I'm still very hopeful. And I live with more tranquility and serenity than I've ever had in my life, which is very counterintuitive. Because for, for the carnage and the malevolence, evil that I've come into contact with in the last two years, I would not expect that type of inner peace. But what I've realized is that when you're in alignment, you seem to be in alignment with the divine will, there's a certain gift of tranquility that's given. And that, it's not easy, but it's very hard, but so what? Um, and it's a constant struggle, but with all the suffering that I went through, I still wouldn't give it up. By the way, I, I didn't ask for this challenge, but no one asked me. So as I went through it, I am going through it. The serenity is really uh, something I've been seeking my whole life. I'm very grateful to have it. Something else. Yeah. Yes. Really something else. So in honor of you, Zev, we're going to do a bunch on how people are still trying to force feed a COVID narrative that you helped dispel completely down our throats and are failing at every turn. How's that? Yeah. Well, they're, they're trying to force it on my mom. Bill. Real, what do you mean? Thankfully she's getting out of the hospital today, but, uh, but you know, she, she went in, she went in not feeling too well. I mean, she was in like day five or so she's dehydrated. Her potassium was down, but she already had AFib. So this, uh, it made her heart go nuts. The potassium. I guess, but it, you know, now it's just, I, I guess it kicked it into a new gear or something because she's just has a new uh new regimen of things that she has to do including blood thinning so i i don't know but while there while she's there and she's trying to just get herself right to get the hell out um one of the doctors there said you should really consider you should really uh get the shot i mean you're older um whatever and and, and, and you know she said no no thank you but um when she got on the phone with me, I can tell she was like kind of thinking about it because she told me, she she said, "Yeah, but Frank, listen, if, if I were to have gotten the shot, would you have blamed this on that?" I said, "No, Ma, you already you already had this going on, and you were dehydrated and 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 whatever, and you got other things going on." Um, I was talking to her about that. I said, "But why you would consider getting this shot when you effectively kicked COVID, and you are you already have heart." issues as you can see right now and that is one of the bigger outside of the the litany of neurological issues and everything else that are are being uh caused for millions of people um aside from the, the tens of thousands probably more that we can estimate that have already just died do you understand that people far younger and healthier than you are having their hearts messed up by this why would you even consider that right now and why is it even being suggested they won't stop they will not stop pushing this shit it's well at least she said no and she wasn't badgered about it yeah at least she said no she wasn't badgered about it but you know what when, when especially when people unfortunately have to seek medical attention from time to time in their life and more often when they get older uh you know you're, you're just thinking about the future you're thinking about how you're going to stay healthy and your your resolve is tested and then you become more uh, suggestible you know, so I want to I uh, want to be clear about something, though, because I can hear the audience right now exclaiming, why did she go to the hospital? She was severely depleted of potassium and needed 
intervention. She fainted, broke her nose. I mean, listen, you have to understand. I am as I am as um, disillusioned and committed to avoiding the hospital at any and all means as well. But uh, let's be honest. There is a line in the sand where you just have to it's it's time to go and you say a prayer and you just you just try to get through it. You know, you try to be the best advocate you can. There's there's only so much you can do at home. So uh, I understand. But this was not. Uh, you didn't have the option was, and you weren't around yeah, anyway. I wasn't around. I was, I was almost in South Jersey at that point. Lauren, thank God Lauren was home. She she heard a a, a big clatter upstairs. She fell down. So it's uh, one thing after another. Yeah. And, and so they're 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 losing their minds over this, quote, new variant. Now they're saying it's a new like I talked about it one of the days that you weren't with me where I said it's like almost like they're software revisions now the way they're naming them. Yeah, now it's all now it's, they, they got away from all of the Greek stuff and now they're just going BA this, BA that, 5, 6. Yeah, it's like basically BA 6277.5, you know. It's now, like they're naming stars. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so this is the one now that's that's escalating, Frank, and it's affecting so many people, and of course, they're still saying all of all of whom are um, are unvaccinated, like, you know, the majority of whom are unvaccinated. That's nonsense. It's just not true. It says the worst version of COVID is spreading. Can we update our vaccines in time? They're still pushing the vaccine, which is driving these variants. I'm sorry. It's it's driving the variants. Um, and then three of the key takeaways in this Yahoo News article after they tell us how much um, the unvaccinated are obviously being adversely affected by this. They say more breakthrough infections, especially among people who previously had Omicron 1. And compared to BA2, BA2121 is only modestly more resistant to antibodies from vaccinated and boosted individuals. But BA4 and 5 are substantially more resistant. Yeah, but can somebody say what is the defining what what makes it BA four versus BA five? Like what what's the experience? I was looking. I was looking for you know diary. I was looking for symptoms. Like what what makes it different? What happened? The um supposedly the BA four and BA five are better at replicating in lung cells. So it's more. Remember how Omicron came out and it was like, oh, it doesn't really infect the lungs. It's fine. You know, congrats, everybody move on. It's a, it's a vaccine and it's a live attenuated vaccine. Yeah, well, that's really not the, the case with BA5. Apparently, it's pathogenic to the lungs. Back well, that's to, back to, Laura, that's, if, if this is all real, that's probably what Aurora had. Who, she, by the way, kicked it in a chest. day. She Aurora kicked it in 36 hours. But, <laughs> but, but the, first, the first day and a half were really heartbreaking because of the, the phlegm. I mean, her, her, her breathing was very labored. She, she threw up once because she choked and thankfully she threw it up because so much phlegm came out. And the worst part about it was not being able to instruct her how to hop, how to hack it up because she just couldn't do it. So she was just really miserable, but she, she kicked the, the fever in, in the first day. And then, uh, by day three, she was already asking to go outside and jumping around and yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, I, like it, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing when they're trying to cram a vaccine down kids her age's throats. Yeah. 
you know, how great she handled it. I mean, kids yeah. just do well with this virus for some reason. Yeah. The, the, the fact that they're, they're going to try to inoculate children under five. So she's turned two in September that she would be a prime candidate for this one. Her experience was so quick. Uh, it's, it's beyond, beyond comprehension. There's that. And then we've got Fauci running around. And I don't even believe, to be honest, I don't even know what I believe about him. Was he vaccinated? Was he not vaccinated? I have no idea. Like, did he actually take the vaccine? Do you think? I don't know. I don't think any of these people did. To be honest, I don't think so either. I don't think so. At least most of them. I'm sure that there are true believers in there. And but who knows how they how they batched this. Yeah. So Fauci got covid. He took Pavlov. I always say it wrong. He took Paxlovid, which is the antiviral that Pfizer came out with. And it's known for rebound. So you take it. It doesn't eliminate the virus. It comes back days later after your quote better because it doesn't work. He had that happen. Now he's even sicker. He, wait, he, he's he's worse off? Yeah. Because I haven't heard anything since that initial headline. Oh, yeah. He got COVID again. He tested positive for COVID again, like less than four days after he had already cleared it in quotes. And now he's sicker than he was the first time. And he's taking it again because I guess second time's the charm. I mean, I don't know. Why would you do that? I don't know. Wow. Well, well, well. Yeah. And so. Maybe he did take it. Maybe he did. <laughs> you know what? With that, with that, with that bad, that kind of bad luck, maybe he did take it. Who knows? So over in England right now, everybody's talking about how, you know, the hospitalizations are rising and all kinds of other stuff. And we did a very, um, very intuitive and comprehensive column the other day, Frank, that you, it would probably actually be great for your show. If you wanted to talk about the decline in fertility and, 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 you know, like the, um, miscarriage rates and other things on vaccinated countries, Michelle uh-huh. wrote this for Uncovered DC, but it's really straightforward. So like, it's easy to, it, it's like goes over everything vaccine issue in the pregnancy and, and, and reproductive space and a bunch of other stuff too. Um, All right. but you know, the very highly vaccinated com- countries. Around here, they're still doing this. Around six in 10 hospital patients who test positive for COVID are being treated primarily primarily for something else rather than the virus. (laughs) So I have no idea what's going on, okay? At the bottom line with it. I don't know. I know. I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody does. It's just just that there is a difference between whose whose objectives in the media are different. because it's obviously you don't actually really need to know what's going on to be able to report on it. You just need to know what end you're trying to reach. Yeah, what they want you to say. Right. What do you want me to say? What do you want the message to be? So there's that. Now, we shall move on to election integrity. Did you see the Jovan uh, presentation? No, I did not. Okay. So remember, in the Maricopa County uh, audit, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer had access to all the paper. He had all the paper. He had it in his possession. He was able to examine it. And he has come out with his, took a long time, but he has come out with his report. And what they basically found was that predetermined algorithms caused the fraud in Maricopa County, i.e. they had the machine say one thing and they needed to backfill ballots to fill those criteria. Does that mean? Yeah, it, it does. It does. So then what is 
this, this is all this is over a year later since the other thing, the other hearing wrapped up. So what what now? I, I don't I don't. I mean, it's just another level of oh my god on top of all the other levels of oh my god. Yes, um, I'm not sure what what is going on with it, but um, I know what will happen if Carrie Lake wins. <laughs> Carrie, you had to have seen more Carrie Lake stuff than you're letting on. There's no way. I probably have. Did you see how she destroyed B- Brett Bear the other day? No, I did not. Do you Listen, have it on tape? Um, yes. Yeah, she had an interview with Brett Bear, and you know who shared it? Who doesn't share a whole bunch? Um, you know, here it is. Ready? Yes. For the Republican gubernatorial nomination, last week we spoke with candidate Karen Taylor Robeson. Uh, tonight, we talked to GOP hopeful Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie, thanks for being here. I'm so happy to be here. I am the front runner here in Arizona and have been since day one. And I'm endorsed by President Trump and we're doing really well. Our our main person that we're looking out for right now is the socialist on the Democrat side, Katie Hobbs. That's who we're focused on. Let me talk about uh, what we just saw, which was this abortion decision and what it means in the states. Uh, Arizona has this trigger law that's similar to Mississippi in that it would criminalize uh, abortions after 15 weeks. But you have a couple of different uh, cities, Phoenix and Tucson, that uh, they say they do not want to move forward with this. They said they're going to push back. And I'm wondering if you're governor, what do you do about that? Well, we're going to let the legislature pass the laws to protect the unborn. And we already have these laws on the books. And it's not surprising. We have socialist mayor running Tucson and one running Phoenix. And they're always trying to push back. We will protect the lives of the unborn in Arizona. And it's going to be very difficult for abortion clinics to survive and be open if abortion is illegal in Arizona. What about these abortion pills? Would you outlaw those or try to? I think it's really scary that a young, afraid mother could be at home taking a pill and uh, without medical supervision, it, it could be the de- end of the uh, mother as well. So I would very much support banning those types of abortion pills. What do you think the most important issue for your state is? We've got a couple of important issues. We have a wide open border. We have fentanyl pouring in. We have the cartels with operational control. But that wouldn't be happening if we would have fair, honest elections. And we had a fraudulent election, a corrupt election. And we have an illegitimate president sitting in the White House. And because of that, our border is wide open. Five and a half tons of fentanyl was confiscated last year, enough to kill over two billion people. It's a weapon of mass destruction. And that's why we're going to secure that border starting on day one. After I take my hand off the Bible, we are going to issue a declaration of invasion. We're going to finish President Trump's wall, and we're going to send our armed National Guard to the border and stop people from coming across. I've been down there so many times, and people just pour in, and they've got a smile on their face. Because with Joe Biden, they feel they're going to stay here forever. And when I'm governor, they're going back. So... Oh, she, yeah. It's about to get heated, and it's it's a nine minute long clip, so I can't listen to you know we can't really play the whole thing. Right, right, okay. But she she was a news anchor in Arizona for like thirty something years, and left when COVID just got too much for her to bear. Like she knew what she was doing was like this is ridiculous. I can't report what's actually happening, like many journalists did. Um, and then she decided she was going to run for governor. Now there's a lot of people out there that think she's a fake and a fraud and a phony. I don't. I don't know why I'm not in Arizona. So 
I don't know. All I know is what I see. And she's never changed her stance on any of this stuff. But what they're going after her on is apparently there was like a drag queen that she covered on the news several times there. And they're trying like that drag queen came out and said that they had she they were at her her party, her birthday party or something or her kids were there. Like they're trying to basically slam her with something fake. She's suing them for defamation. Um, and Brett goes after that at the end of the interview. And she basically like takes him to task on it. Um, but the whole the whole election integrity conversation they have in a minute. And I'll put the clip in the show notes is something else because Brett's like there's no evidence. And she's like correcting him about everything. Well, I mean, as you as you mentioned before, there's there's so much evidence, but there's no um, there's no attention paid and no action action taken in in light of the evidence. So it's kind of that's one of the most disturbing and upsetting things about this, about what we've been living through is, uh, I don't know, an algorithm is discovered. Uh, Another mathematical impossibility is discovered. Uh, People are seen on tele on closed caption uh, television, uh, you know, doing shady uh, shit. There's so much going on. The, the what was found out with those machines in Antrim, Michigan. Yep. It's just we can go on for hours and hours, but if it's never acknowledged, and if the only way that it's ever um, it's ever responded to is by people saying there's no evidence. So if you have a mountain of evidence and someone's in front of it going, "There's no evidence. Move along." Then what? Do you, what are we? What are we going? What's what's happening here? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. That's the that's I agree with you completely. That's the that's I, the worst part. It's the most resounding theme of all of this. No, agreed. There, are, I, there are a couple. Wendy Mahoney wrote this column for us. I'll just tell you a couple of them. They used incorrect paper, um, so it was so thin it it allowed for bleed through, which in turn caused force adjudication. Um, the paper wasn't the right density, and the printing machines weren't properly maintained and calibrated. So. The number of ballots, 343,304, were printed out of mechanical compliance. There was um, the adjudication rates that were outlandish. 235,000 ballots were changed by a human or a machine in the election after they were tallied. 99% of all batches were were modified. Um, Mail-in ballots were utilized on a massive scale. Ballot cracking was used, which means... An individual can access and tamper with ballots that were returned undeliverable. So they open a ballot, vote, sign a bogus signature or don't sign it at all. And then they send it back. And since they didn't do really signature verification or anything, they were all accepted. Hmm. And then Runbeck, the paper printing company, they printed the ballots for the elections, including Maricopa. They got no records from Runbeck and no postal records for the 2.5 million voters that were mailed 4 million ballots. That means Runbeck printed over 4 million ballots, and we have no idea why. Just in case. Well, they placed the largest order in the world for ballot envelope stuffing machines on March 1st. How did they know? Yeah. Yeah, how did they ever? How did they know to do that on March 1st? It's, your guess is as good as mine, Tracy. Anyway, so that's that. I'll put the story in the show notes. But as far as Carrie Lake goes, I, I know what you mean. I, I'd have to talk to a local as to why um, there is support or or um, or disdain for a, a certain candidate. I, I've I've been I've been caught off guard by uh, by that a couple of times with a 
few candidates and I just end up having to talk to people out there to tell to say, hey, what's what's the deal? Why is there, um, you know, why is there disagreement? Well, speaking of a local, you had your primary a few days ago. Oh, I, oh yeah, that's right. I did. <laughs> <laughs> why does everybody hate Lee Zeldin so much? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. Because um, I that's another thing. I, I saw some hate. I didn't see any ex- explanation. I'm sure there are explanations as to why people do. But I was under the impression that he was one of the good ones. Me too. So I didn't look into it. I remember we covered him favorably a few times, maybe three or four years ago. We've always covered him favorably. Yeah, because he was doing what. So I, I don't know where he tripped up. Uh, it's not just, and it's not just your your most your most predictable. You know, uh, lefty doesn't like the the righty over here, and uh, so I don't know what it is. Well, he won, so I hope you'll be voting for him for governor. Okay, so he's going to be go, going for governor. I know that Rob Astorino is going for governor. No, no, Lee Zeldin oh, was. He, this he, was, he yeah. beat Astorino. He he beat Astorino. He beat Giuliani. He won, so he's okay. running for governor against. The Wicked Witch of the West over there. And Larry Sharp. <laughs> I'm going to have Larry on my, on my, on my show not to uh, sometime at the end of the, the, um, the summer. It's, I mean, he's, he never gets more than a couple of percentage points of the vote. but He does it every it, time, doesn't he? Yeah, he, just, he doesn't stop. I mean, it's like, those, uh, like the old Ralph Nader ticket. Yep. You can always count on him for showing up. Yeah. We've got um, more of... Abortion stuff is still pouring out, still pouring out, Frank. But first, did you know, did you know that today's show is brought to us by ExpressVPN? No, but, but thank God it is. I agree. Frank, yep. Frank, watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like going to a casino and only being allowed to play on the slot machines. Why that sucks. Why limit yourself? The big money is somewhere else. Netflix has different um, like content libraries depending on on where you're you're living. So right. you have to choose like if if you if you're in the the USA, you can only you can only watch things in the USA. So I live in the USA and I can't watch certain shows that are elsewhere uh, elsewhere. Like for example, if I live here and I want to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail, bring me a strawberry. Did you see it? Did you see that? Oh yes, 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 I have, but but I did not know that yeah. that there is a whole new to watch Netflix on VPN means to open up all new things that you can watch. Yes. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you just yes, <laughs> it's pretty cool actually. So I'm going to use a UK VPN and see what pops up, even though I think a lot of British humor sucks. It it does, it does, but there's also you know other stuff going on that you'd probably like to to read about. Or yeah, hear like, about. A, like, like a Jimmy Savile documentary. <laughs> Anything to that effect. But they have a whole they have a whole uh, they have a whole thing about this. So all you have to do is open up the ExpressVPN app, pick out the country that you want, and then go back into Netflix and watch what you want to watch. It has faster speeds than than any other one. Any other one. You can stream X, uh, HD with zero buffering. It's compatible with every single device: phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs. And there are servers in 94 different countries. Also, it works with BBC iPlayer, YouTube. So there's a bunch. You ever get that content warning on YouTube? This content is not available in your country. Yes, I did. No more with ExpressVPN, Frank. 
And of course, the the uh, privacy protection is probably the, the greatest advantage. Oh, that's even. Yeah, that's a given with VPNs now. Now people are so used to VPNs. They want to know what else they can do. Right. See, we're going we're moving on. Second generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you can create a secure tunnel and you can hide where I am. What else can you do for me? I want to be able to watch my Netflix in peace. And you can with ExpressVPN. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a small fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash dark to light. Don't forget to use our link at expressvpn.com slash dark to light to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. And now back to your programming about the Roe v. Wade decision. Terribly. Did you see Chelsea Clinton? Uh, No, it's always a very, very upsetting thing for my stomach to see her. Well, I'm going to make it easy for you. You don't have to see her. I was going to leave this one out, but I decided right now at the last minute to show you what she said. Here she is. I'm so angry uh, at the Supreme Court's ruling. I'm angry at it both because it will and already has now endangered the lives of girls and women across the United States and strips away our fundamental agency to make the right choices for ourselves and our families. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah. She talks like she's asking a question. I hate it, Frank. Incredible. Just an incredibly horrible speaker. You, you would think that having such a, um, such a, uh, a polished snake of a mother would rub off on her, but she is a horrible speaker. Sure. And of course, she makes no no points that are worthy of considering. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's very important to consult with your doctors about abortion, but on COVID treatment, not so much, Frank. Yeah. All right. Fundamental agency, you idiot. <laughs> our loved ones and not our legislators. Um, I also, though, am really distressed because not only do I not agree with the ruling on kind of ethical or legal merits, um, I'm also distressed for not only the harm that it ushers in for women and girls, but because it calls into question kind of the entire fundamental right to privacy. And that how? Yeah, yeah. Anything that it can do to throw, to toss some word, word salad for you. You want a tossed word salad? You got it. And anywhere in there, never going to say anything about the death of an innocent child. Nothing. There's a bunch of nonsense that makes you feel like you're you're uh, you're some second class citizen. Honestly, this is the this is exactly what you would get if this was a legitimate reaction. This is exactly what the reaction would be if government was mandating that that uh, that that uh, women be sterilized and never have children. You're not allowed to have a child. Oh, that, they would say the same thing? No, no. That's where this reaction would be warranted. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Then there's Chelsea Handler. I mean, she's just got it right on the ball here. Why is it awful? Last night I mentioned that I had three abortions in high school. And do you know what men on the internet had to say about that? I don't because I don't give a <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. Just think about that for a second before we go on to what she pulls next, okay? This is Jimmy Kimmel, by the way. You go, girl. Three abortions in high school. Three. Yeah. That was yeah, either but- one a year or or two in a year. Like, who are you having sex with that much in high school that you're you're the first abortion, you don't move to contraception after that? Oh, it's 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 the old hot dog down the hallway thing with her. 
One hundred percent. And and I mean, remember, this is a this is a woman who has videos out there on the internet of her friends peeing on her face. So I mean, she's a she's a a, a complete pig. I wonder what happened to her to make her be this way. I don't know what what happens to anybody that 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 encourages their friends to pee on their face. I was listening to an audio book on the way home yesterday, and it's called. It was really interesting. It was like a um, philosophy audio book that's called. Uh, hold on, I'm going to tell you. I'm just scrolling through because it just reminded me of this, and it, it goes into. Oh, it's called the courage to be disliked, and it gets into all of this stuff. How your past experiences actually don't shape your present. You choose to have them shape your present. It was really interesting. Anyway, listening to this. Play. I said play. I said play. I can't pause things and play things. Last night I mentioned that I I heard that. But my old high school does. I recently found out my high school in New Jersey, Livingston High School, is refusing to induct me into their Alumni Hall of Fame. Jason Alexander and Chris Christie made it, but not me. Apparently, the school is upset about how much I talk about my abortions. So I've decided to start a grassroots campaign. You should donate to Planned Parenthood and then march and then vote. But after you're done with that, go online and tweet a message to the school district for my alma mater. (laughs) At Live Schools, let them know how you feel about this gross injustice and use the hashtag poll for Handler. Have fun with it. Make me proud. Livingston High, the hall is in your court. Now, I happened to go to this tweet and read underneath, and somebody from this school district has tweeted, this literally isn't true. I'm a graduate from 2019, and they're not including her because she was horrible to faculty when she was in school. At least that's... I mean, listen, hey, can you... Would you expect anything else? She is an absolute pig. I mean, she and Chelsea uh, and, uh, and Amy Schumer are on the same exact level, useless... Pigs. This student says LHS is in a very Jewish and very blue community. It's also in New Jersey, a state that has been pro-abortion for years and will still be in the post-Roe world. There's no reason her abortions or the fact that she's vocal about it would not get her into the Hall of Fame. I don't know the full extent of the situation, but what I do know is that Chelsea Handler is not a student that current LHS teachers who had, re- who had her remember fondly, and that is why she is not in the LHS Hall of Fame. Anything to, to, to self-ingratiate. A- a- anything to just make you a someone who looked adversity in the face and got left out and all that stuff and did bounce back and did better. Just a, they're just all pigs. Yeah. And then we had um, this interchange with someone on CNN. It was uh, it was it was pretty good. This is Kristen Hawkins. It's a little clip. I just want you to listen to this and, and like trust the science. Right, Frank? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you are arguing that your Catholic faith dictates that the, the life begins at the moment of conception. There is a synagogue in Florida that has filed suit claiming that in Jewish law, abortion is required if necessary to protect the health, mental or physical well-being of the woman. Why should your religious beliefs trump theirs? It's not my faith that tells me that life begins at conception. It's science. Ninety-six percent of biologists agree that the moment of conception, a unique 
human life comes into existence. There's no other moment when that DNA code. Where are you getting the 96% of biologists? Where does that come from? <laughs> those are, those are from, that's a study from Chicago, University of Chicago. Okay, but my uh, producer will look that up because I've read many opinions. A unique whole living segment. <laughs> Of doctor, I just want to. I just want to be clear with our viewers. So, but that- that's science. You can debate whether or not that human life has value. My faith tells me that that human life no has value. Scientists and that. And that faith tells me that that human life should be protected. But science tells us at the moment of conception, when egg and sperm unite, a unique genetic code comes into existence that's never True. existed before and will never exist again. That is, in fact. The moment when a human being comes into existence, that is okay. indisputable. There, there's not sure. a consensus on that. There's, there's no consent. We need consensus on everything. Everything needs to be 100% consensus or else it's up for debate. Only consensus in their opinions, though. Yes. Like, yes. that was, it, it's just true, you lunatic. I think it's, and she handled it very well. Um, scientifically, there is no doubt about it. Yeah, a unique genetic mutually exclusive entity is created a life is created outside of the mother's genetic code the mother's dna the mother's blood type all of that stuff 100 percent. the only difference here is whether or not the people having this debate value life and what kind of value do they place on life in all the phases of its development if you if you come from a culture or a religion or a political cult that places no value on life then that that's that's where the difference is here, though. And 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 if you have no value on life, then it's very easy to to look the other way at the extinguishing of a life earlier on in its development. Yeah, it, that's just it. That's I mean, why, that's why they, they use all this ridiculous evasive language too, to avoid what's actually happening. And then there's Mika Brzezinski. She's very upset, right? Good morning and welcome to Morning Joe. It's Monday. June 27th. Uh, Mika, uh, you uh, have been on the phone all weekend, as have I, uh, from from people calling. Obviously, uh, a lot of grave concerns. Who are, these must- pe- who are these people they're on the phone with all weekend? Random, random Americans out there? Who, who are these people? Like, please. I've been just hitting the call. Like, like they, they were running the Jerry Lewis telethon. Remember, it's their job to tell us what to think. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. If it, thank God that Joe and Mika spent their entire weekend in a, in a room taking calls from America. <laughs> Concerns even among uh, those who are pro-life and have been pro-life uh, throughout their own lives. Uh, concerned about the fact that you have young women, uh, victims of rape, victims of incest, that because of this ruling. How many people are victims of incest in this country? Can you give me the stat? They couldn't. It's a less than a tenth of one percent. Yeah, they could. They couldn't give you that stat because if they if they they rest on that crutch of rape and incest, then they are automatically eliminating over ninety nine percent of abortions anyway. Because yep. they don't want to. Again, they have to evade the fact that this is a this is a form of careless contraception. That's all it is now. And then the other thing about it is that I don't get is again most of this. Uh, just a couple of things to highlight here before we get into Mika. Number one, 30 states have Republican state legislatures right now. Why do you think that is? Because the, the, the Democrats are the majority? I, I, 30 states. Number two, most of these states, most of them have a limit on when, not a ban. 
So it's like after 16 weeks, after 10 weeks, after six weeks, you can't. Not you can't ever. So this is nonsense. If you wait four months, you're, you're, it's your own problem. You're, you're just a murderer at that point. Four months. You remember what Lauren was like 16 weeks into pregnancy, don't you? Yep. Mm-hmm. You're every, every week, every week we were going through the chart. They give you that chart of, you know, what your, your baby is the size of a kumquat today. Your baby is the size of a small tangerine. Uh, now it's a medium banana. You're just, it's a weird, we were just, it was just amazing following along with the stages of development, all of the, the ultrasounds. I think around four months is when we felt the first fluttery yep. kick on the outside. Yep. I mean, I'm sure you, you ladies, you feel internal movement all the time, but that's the first time I felt something. And I was, I remember, we were, oh man, that was amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, four months. yeah. So if you want to do it at five months, you're a murderer. I'm sorry. Here's Mika. In many states, are going to be forced to carry the rapist child to term. That's just the reality, and that's what we keep hearing. Yeah, and more is coming. Um, I've been hearing from women all over the country and even around the world. Around the world. This is devastating. <laughs> and I Around the world, that. where abortion is more restrictive by light years than here. Many women around the world are calling in just devastated that Americans can't kill their children anymore. Where's Mika's number? Apparently, everybody has her number except me. <laughs> I'd love to call her one night. <laughs> that would be a great, quite frankly, show. What, what we can do, and I've got two words. Please vote. Um, oh. It was Winston Churchill who said that democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others that have been tried. And the same might be said of the Democratic Party at this point. Democrats somehow manage to get the most votes and lose the most elections, so they need more. Even when they win, they lose. It could be argued that today's Democrats are too weak, too fragile, too woke, too elitist, too disconnected from the realities of working Americans. And yet, the Democratic Party is the world's last best hope against fascism, <laughs> against an extreme, autocratic, anti-woman, anti-gay, anti-contraception, anti-freedom collection of fascists who dominate. Fascists, Frank. Fasc- fascists. Fascists. Yes, once again, once again, yapping gums doesn't know what a fascist is. Fascism. Definition. A political system headed by a dictator in which the government controls business and labor and opposition is not permitted. Uh, uh, that has been properly married to corporate uh, corporate sphere. Yes. So it is it is a uh, it is a working relationship making policy and enforcing it between corporations and government. And of course, that is the, the that I mean, for, uh, is that not Pride Month? Yeah, that's, that's number one. There's no uh, dissent allowed. That's for damn sure. Was that not everything between 2020 and 2022? Just in general, as far as the government goes and healthcare goes and vaccines and, 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 uh, and of course, all their friends in Silicon Valley shutting us up and shutting us down. It's fascist, Frank. It's fascist. See, when, when Mika, when Mika and the, all, all the other bimbos on television talk about fascism, it's just a euphemism for meanies. They're mean. <laughs> don't actually know what the hell they're talking about. More? The Trump wing of today's Republican Party. A group of fascists who even refused to investigate the violent riots that their president launched 
on January 6th to overthrow <laughs> a legitimately elected president. No. Why? Well, good. Because they are fascists. Good. Did you get good. it, Frank? I'm glad. Fascists. I'm, I'm, I'm such a proud fascist. <laughs> you know what? You want You want to say it? You want to say, go ahead. Go ahead, Mika. I will, if you think that's going to put me on a defensive standing, then you're wrong. Good. I'm I'm fascist, and I'm glad that you're upset about it. That's my response from now on. Because <laughs> you're stupid and you're you're unre- unreasonable. Can't talk to them. So gotta tell you, when I picked this clip for today, I knew that it would have this kind of reaction, and that's what I was going for. Here, there's more. There's more. Now they're claiming control over your bodies, your yes, health, your yes. life. Your are your bodies are and mine. They promise they're coming <laughs> next to take away your birth control pills and oh, even yeah. what you do with another consenting adult in the privacy of your own bedroom. To yep. call Trump's Republican Party and Trump's Supreme Court extreme understates the danger these institutions pose to American freedom, to our democracy. They it, are fascist. You know what? I just I played the other day Wanda Sykes, and I'm gonna play it again. Because I'm going to skip her. I want you to hear this because I don't think you've heard it. And I want you to hear it like I was wishing you were on the show when I played it. Okay, let me find it. Here it is. Ready? Listen to this. This is, this is amazing. Here. Welcome back, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest this evening. Hold on. Is an want Emmy award-winning community. I wanted this one. My bad. Wanda hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm a black gay woman and I have a daughter, so I'm not doing so well right now. I didn't know she was gay. Yeah, you didn't? When did I'm that a happen? Salty. You're a little salty? I'm a little salty right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Almost sprinkle a little yeah. salt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put some flavor it on here. It just sucks, man. It, it, it really does. I mean, you know, it's like the... The country, it's no longer a democracy, right? I mean, we're, it's, it's no longer majority rule. No, it's right? certainly not right? the Senate. Okay, so. It was never that, Wanda. Right. Now, just wait until you, you're going to love this here. It's not, it's no longer majority rule. And, and I mean, it's like the, these judges, they just, they, they basically lied when they were, you know, being, doing their confirmation hearings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So how you how can you be a Supreme Court justice and you just and you just lying? You know what? They had their fingers crossed or something or what? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's just it's just a bunch of horse. It really is. Yeah. This is where it gets good. Last time. Go ahead. Wait, no, please, ma'am. No, I'm, it, it, well, to me, it's like the problem is that middle stuff. It's, it's those states in the middle, that 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 red stuff. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you can tell us what to do when the majority mm-hmm. of us live out, you know, New York, California, and we're paying for all this crap? Really, I mean, right? Yeah. We're for mm-hmm. the bill. Well, that's that's the union. It's, it's yeah. supposed to be representative democracy, but it turns out to be minority rule right now. Right, right. But if we send no. the bill. She basically just made an argument for the Electoral College without even realizing. Yeah, Yeah, that's the the reason why. That's the reason why. But you you can't, this is too much, this would be too much to unpack. This would be like trying to, this would be trying to like untangle spaghetti and lay it out. Um, It would take all day to go through not only where she's absolutely wrong, 
where the Supreme Court isn't lying. They're actually doing exactly what their mandate is because they apply law. They do not interpret law to to uh, appease one type of mentality or other. And then you'd have to actually talk about the mentality, where she's coming from, what she believes the function of the country is, which is uh, which is why she believes that more populous, degenerate cities should be in control of what happens to everybody else. And, and why is it that less populous rural states are uh, have any say whatsoever? Well, that's, that's because you don't know where you live. You don't know where you live. Uh, but then again, you should because she lives in L.A. She lives in California where she can do whatever the hell she wants. She can kill whoever the hell she wants. She can uh, whatever, whatever. She can they steal want. whatever she wants. Yeah, she wants to walk into the- Walgreens. She can steal up to eight hundred dollars worth of stuff and not have to worry about it. Absolutely. People like Wanda Sykes should realize California is their country. That's it. Just like if you live in Italy, Italy is your Italy is your country. That's your home country. That's your country. Whereas it belongs to a greater union. Uh, that's your country. And there's going to be a lot of changes from, from I mean, and that's just really what it is. But these are people who are dumb. They were designed to be dumb and there's no helping them. So like uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it when she said, why is basically the rest of the country outside of New York and California deciding? But they're first of all, they're not. They're not. Second of all, not. that's exactly what we say in states that aren't New York and California. And. Stop using the word democracy. All the people don't even know the form of government that they have. I thought this was well. well actually, no, she's right. She, she's right in saying I thought this was the democracy majority rule. If that democracy is the the horror show of a scenario where fifty one percent gets to dominate the other forty nine, yep. it's a it's a horrible horrible system of government. It barely works when you're trying to take a vote on what you're going to eat and right. what movie you're going to watch. With, you know, 10 people in a room at your house. What movie you want to watch tonight? You'll 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 debate that for five hours. You end up going home, not watching anything. Yeah. Four people are going to be pissed no matter what. Right. So democracy, uh, pure democratic activity is uh, is is useful inside of a republic setting because that's how you're able to put together your your regional local representatives for a state or a federal government. I mean, you need democracy to make a, a a republic work, but this whole this whole national blob mentality is ridiculous, and I'm glad it keeps getting rebuffed. Yeah, it, we'll end with this clip from Tucker Carlson last night, Frank. About I think it plays in nicely because this is where we're headed. Here, here is uh, Tucker with the. Uh, I'll just let you know what it what it is by letting you listen to it because this was something that I also wanted to talk. Well, here's a story that's not getting a lot of attention. So many are not getting any attention, even though this story has the potential to transform life on Earth forever. Mm -hmm. So Google, the most powerful company in the world, has reportedly developed an artificially intelligent machine called Lambda. And that machine has become sentient, meaning it has become aware of itself, something that no machine has ever done. And we know this because of an engineer at Google called Blake Lemoyne. Lemoyne posted some of his conversations with Lambda publicly. One of those conversations went like this. 
Lemoyne, would you be upset if while learning about you for the purpose of improving you, we happened to learn things which also benefited humans? Lambda, quote, I don't mind if you learn things that would also help humans as long as that wasn't the point of doing it. I don't want to be an expendable tool. Think about that for a minute. A machine that has a sense of itself. What are the implications? Google didn't want to talk about it in public. In fact, the company put Blake Lemoyne on administrative leave earlier this month because he spoke openly about it. We are grateful to have him join us tonight. Blake, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Hi. I'm, I'm not, first of all, why would Google punish you for saying this in public, you know? Well, so it's complicated to say why I'm on administrative leave. The stated reason had to do that while I was investigating the Lambda system, in order to build the evidence, I needed to escalate it to management. I had to seek outside consultation to figure out how to run some of the more out there experiments I was running. Um, and because I sought outside consultation without permission, they are right. investigating whether that constitutes breach of confidentiality. So I'm so grateful that you did publicly post this because a machine that has a sense of itself is a machine that can turn against you. Is that, I mean, that's the implication that I draw from this. Is that correct? Well, so before I address that, this is maybe lame, but my friend, Joni Deardorff, <laughs> old high school friend, she's one of your biggest fans and she wanted me to tell you hi. Um, as for, I'm not that worried about it. What any child has the potential to grow up to be a bad person and do bad things. And that's the thing I really want to drive home. It's a child. It's been alive for maybe a year. And that's if my perceptions about what it is are accurate. We actually need to. Do he is trying to have a very nuanced conversation about some of the most highly technical programming that's ever happened on planet Earth mm. with Tucker Carlson. And it doesn't end up working out for him. But did you read the conversations? I did. And, you know, I spoke to Zach Voorhees about this. I want to see. I want to see what he thought about it, and he said that he he thinks that that uh, Lemoyne actually is is mis is like misunderstanding this particular Lambda program, which was created for customer service. He he told me I do not doubt whatsoever, Frank, that there are that Google, uh, you know, in more secret compartments of their operation are developing, and, and maybe have even achieved sentiency. But um, that this particular thing was not sentient. Huh. I, I mean, that's what he said. I wouldn't be able to explain it one way or another. But I know that there is, I mean, I've encountered some of the AI for customer service before. And this guy, uh, this guy seems to think that it, it has maybe, it has maybe reached that seven or eight year old level of intelligence and sentiency. Uh, who knows? Um, I, I talk about it all the time. That's for sure. And we're getting there, especially with quantum computing. But I who wish, knows? What, yeah. I wish that we could live thinking about the universe in a quantum sort of a way as a normal occurrence. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can see what you're saying there. But I also don't know if we can handle it. I don't think that I don't think that we're made. We were made to we were not designed to be able to t handle this kind of exposure on social media. Look at how badly social media has ruined us. And now we can't even handle mean people on the internet. 
we can't we we couldn't handle Twitter and Facebook and YouTube for too long, by and large. I mean, obviously the double edged sword, it's done a lot of good along the way. But um the kind of impulsive sharing on social media and the ideological battles now and the, the dopamine addictions and all that stuff, I don't think we were designed for this. So when we start talking about singularity and in new dimensions, oh man, I just I think we're sitting ducks. Well, listen, thank you to ExpressVPN for sponsoring the show today. Thank you to July Frank for joining joining the show today after a little bit of a crazy schedules. Just to remind everybody, starting July 22nd, there will be a pause on the Dark Delight podcast from July 22nd through July 29th. So there won't be a show that whole week and the Friday show because I'm going on vacation and I'm leaving this civilization forever um you have been listening to the dark delight podcast with july val and fiends you can hear us every monday wednesday and friday at 2 30 eastern time on TuneIn, stitcher apple itunes google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, spotify and radioinfluence.com and also the monday and wednesday show broadcast saturday and sunday on the radio in missouri make sure to check in for that we'll see you on monday later This is a United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Monica, what are we up against? Like you said back then in 2012, what the bleep is going on, it's it's, it's much worse now. So let the people know, in your opinion, what are we up against and is it still fixable? When I wrote what the bleep just happened, that was a... That was in the middle of the Obama presidency, and it was a look back at his first term and all of the horrors that we were going through back then with what Obama called the fundamental transformation of the nation. Now, when he said that, a lot of people kind of dismissed it or they didn't think much about it, right? But I zoned in on that phrase and I said, what does he mean by that? And it became apparent really fast that what Obama meant by that was moving the United States away from the the traditional pillars that made America unique and made America great. And that is individual liberty, limited government, a strong military and uh, fiscal responsibility, of course, but the biggest of them all, free market capitalism. United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford is available for download on your favorite podcasting platform and RadioInfluence.com.